Hey everybody, Pat Buck here. Before we start our first live show that we've ever done, we need your help. We just signed with Midroll and we're proud to be here, but we really need you this time. We're not just saying it, here's what the deal is. In order to support our show, we'll need some help from great advertisers. And in order to find these great advertisers, we'll need to learn a little more about you, the people listening to this great show. So please go to podsurvey.com backslash big guy and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you a little better. That way we can show our advertisers just how great our listeners are. Even if you've taken a podcast listener survey before, this one is specific to our show. We need you to take it. Plus, once you've completed it, you can enter to win a $100 Amazon gift card, as well as, I don't know, maybe the big guy can give you some supplements. Maybe we can do a little raffle with that. I'm sure he loves that and loves the international shipping. Anyway... That's podcast, or excuse me, podsurvey.com slash big guy, podsurvey.com slash B-I-G-G-U-Y. Just do that. Fill out a little questionnaire. Help the show. You want us to keep going? Let's start getting us some, uh, some a little moolah. Thanks for your help. Enjoy the show. If you're anything like us, you like to enjoy a nice cold soda every now and then. But you hate the empty calories and the artificial sweeteners that come with it. With Zevia, you don't have to pick your poison. You won't feel awful worrying about the potentially harmful side effects because with Zevia, there are none. Zevia uses the all-natural sweetener Stevia and doesn't have any caramel coloring either. The result is a delicious and safer soda with none of the nasty stuff. Zevia has 14 different flavors of soda four flavors of sparkling water, and four flavors of awesome energy drinks. This is the naturally sweetened pop you and your family will crave. And Zevia is giving you the opportunity to try their products for yourself for free. That's right, for free. If you live in the U.S. or Canada, just go to zevia.com slash podcast and sign up, and they'll mail you a coupon for a free six-pack. What are you waiting for? Head to zevia.com slash podcast and get your hands on some ASAP. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us at the Mac Weldon stage at Now Hear This 2017. Please welcome to the stage, Pat Buck and Ryback. Feed me more. guy Ryback and I'm sitting here with the one and the only one in the room Pat Buck <laughs> happy to be here this is our first live show and uh, I think you might have broke your microphone already it's a little it's hanging off a bit the the head of it oh, I apologize big guy dumb mistake you already botched this uh, this podcast this is uh, pretty interesting I earlier in this week we were talking oh and God. I sensed you were a little nervous and uh, I didn't understand why, because we, we briefly just mentioned I had the two wrestling appearances yeah. for WrestlePro this, this past weekend. And 
you said, well, we're doing this podcast convention. We're doing the show live, which was, oh, great news. We don't have to do it on Thursday with a busy week and, and flying out and do it on a Wednesday, actually, then fly out Thursday for the shows. Well, I mentioned it was a podcast festival. Okay. So you got to understand this whole weekend has been, uh, you know, I promoted a show on Friday and, you know, we had a big rest, two big matches for him, uh, two shows for me, full wrestling schedule. But I kept saying, look. We got this podcast festival. We've never done one in front of live people before. This is important, but apparently... I did not even hear the live people thing. I'm just thinking it's a bunch of podcasters from around, from around everywhere. Colt and uh, Sam Roberts and just were at tables and like, oh, there's Colt over there and Sam over there. And people are just kind of walking by like a convention, like, like the Comic Cons where there's all the different Jason and Freddy Krueger and then there's Ryback or... You know, and then Mean Gene Oakland over there, and and no, it's you know, you know we're on a stage, and like there's there's people, it's a live show. I, oh, that's why you were nervous. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, thought yeah. we're gonna be in cubicles and everyone's recording at the same time, like nobody's there. But uh, yeah, I completely misinterpreted everything. I was just focused on the wrestling. So <laughs> this is this is just this is fun for me, no matter what. But yeah, this is really cool, and uh, I'm glad we're with mid roll now and uh, off to bigger and better things. So. It's great. Great to be here on the Mac Weldon stage. And we we're the greenhorns at this, which is pretty funny. So it's like, you know. Uh, it's one year in, Pat. I mean, I feel like that kind of. We're accomplished now. We're vets. I mean, well, it's one year. It's still over a year. So. Yeah, but I still feel like in comparison, it's almost, you know, Sam's been around quite a bit. Yeah. Colt's been around for. In comparison to the other guys, they've been doing this a lot longer for sure. So I think the booking of the show maybe would have made a little more sense if we were the opener. Force them to stay for it because they're going to stay for Sam. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been. But we're been cool, thankful but... that we got, we got a massive sold out turnout for, uh, for, our, for our podcast here. Yeah, no, I was, this has been a great weekend. I was uh, two matches this past week and uh, you, you went. You did the traditional booking for me, and most of these promotions like to do is put me with the local big guy. You also you booked me against a bear, Bear Bronson, 260-pound large man, which at this point right now we've talked. I've been wanting to wrestle smaller opponents after my back and, and shoulder stem cell procedures, and uh, in which we did do that last night with A.R. Fox. And uh, I, I think to, the, to date since I've left WWE, that is the most fun I've had in the ring. Really? I, he might be my favorite opponent yet. Like ever? Uh, he's up there. He's up there, okay. He, and, and not because he's just talented, and, but, but he's very humble and respective and just he's so easy to talk to and he has ideas. So before we get into that, because I want to get back to that, because basically, and you explained this before, and I want to get into the cult stuff because I, it was pretty iconic for, or, or I don't want to say iconic, it was kind of a moment for you and Colt to kind of sit down and address everything. Before we get to that and we talk about Fox, because you're fighting this, I don't want to say this image of you and do I dare say limited ability kind of comes with that where you yeah. haven't had the proving ground to go, hey, I can do this and I can do this well. Yeah. So this weekend was kind of a focal point. I can't wait to put the match up. Last night was incredible when you got to work with AR Fox and, Thank you. and work with you know, for the most part, leaving WWE and I'm, you know, we're friends and we, yeah, we get drunk on a podcast and talk about stuff, but when we're um, booking these cards and, and doing all the wrestling appearance, all these different promoters, well, they want to put him with your local big guy and there's only so much you can do with those matches, And we right? talked about this with WWE. That was one of the things with me, especially my, my last couple years there is I got paired up a lot with Big Show, Mark Henry and Kane 
on live events and it takes it so and I, that that definitely did its damage to me over the day because you got to look at that card i was one of the guys that could pick them up regularly and, and they're bigger than me i'm the big guy but i'm able to pick them up and do these feats of strength and, and you got to add on top of that you know the three-hour weight training sessions every week and and then go in there and performing and when i'm wrestling these bigger guys i'm taking a lot of abuse in those matches too and and picking them up and that's a lot of pressure and because i love you're it. known as strong guy you have to lift lift yeah right. i was up. picking up two people for a while and so it was just one of those things that and i think that the attraction is for promoters well we could put them with our big guy and the problem with that is it for me it just gets fucking boring after a while and i've done it time and time again i like wrestling different styled guys because it allows me to do different things. And I could say one thing too, because there are bigger guys, like when you were working with Rusev, who on the independence would be considered, you know, he's a, he is a big dude. Yes. But there's a different dynamic between that and the guys on the independence because Rusev is so extremely talented, right? Yes. And a lot of these guys that may be, they may not be the giants, like, the, you know, as heavy as a Mark Henry or as big as a big show. But if you're working a guy like, say, a guy of Rusev's size, which are on the independents, they probably don't have that skill level, so you can't have a dynamic Yeah, and that's match. not a knock on them. It's just that the, there's a difference between the big leagues and the minor leagues. And, again, I talk about conditioning all the time and how important it is. And that's one thing I've discovered wrestling some of the different guys um, since I left that it's really a gamble of what you're going to get. And when you're up there and you're in the WWE – Everybody, because there's a lot of money on the line, you take care of yourself and you make sure that you can go mm-hmm. one way or another. And, uh, and Rusev, again, is one of my favorite opponents. Uh, and, and, and a lot of these guys, and they're all good, and they all hopefully will have their moment in time. But the, the fact of the matter is not everybody makes it. Yeah. And, 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 but it's a challenge, and I like that. But at the same time, it's, it's just you get over it after a while. Like it, last night was so refreshing for me. And Bear Bronson as well. Sure. Because he, he was a bigger guy, but... And I asked him, I go, how long do you think you could go in the ring? For a guy that, which I was a proud father as a, his trainer, creatorprowrestling.com, and he's only been a guy that's two years in to see a guy that can compete on that level with you yeah. and go. And, and you're, you're, not, you're not an easy guy to please sometimes. So to yeah. know like, hey, this guy was good and he's a bigger dude. Yeah. And we had this dynamic match was, was really refreshing. I have high expectations for things all the time. It's just the way that I, I live my life and I set big goals. And sometimes I, I just expect things of people because of how I, I live my life. And the, that Bear Bronson, he, go, he goes, I, I think I could do 10 to 12 minutes and be completely fine for you. And we are the main event. And I figure when you're the main event, you want to put in a certain level of time. Could be like a 20-minute matchup. I feel know? like 15 to 20 is what you, you in the main event, you got to you at least go that. And um, I go, all right, we'll give, them, we'll give them a hard 10. Then It will be just to be safe. And uh, we ended up doing 16 bell to bell. And he was totally fine. And I was so happy. Like, just great on everything. But, but last night... And before what, you get to AR Fox, I yeah. think you had a taste of working opponents like that, but it was right at your, right at that time period, right before you left, where you're working with Kalisto, and you got to. Sh- those were great pairings because it was yeah. such a good dynamic. So it felt like right when you got a chance to kind of show, hey, look at these dynamic I, matchups. Yeah. But last night, working this smaller, I don't want to say smaller, but AR Fox. Yeah, and it was just when when I left WWE, it was in chose not to signed the contract that they had offered me as great as some things were on there and just more unhappy over again everything as far as creative but a lot more than that and the other things that had gone on it wasn't it didn't feel like the right time to leave as far as matchup because i was i really felt like i was 
hitting my stride. So you were having fun in the ring, but weren't... Live events, I was having as much fun as I ever was there. It was, it was just everything outside of that. And, and there just comes a point in time where you have to just... You have to know what you want. You have to take a chance. And uh, I, I just was looking ahead. And I just knew I had to get out of there with everything that had happened. And I had to leave. It didn't matter. It couldn't, I couldn't stay. And So now you get a chance with A.R. Fox. To with A.R. Fox. independent darling... That, no. Last night, the, the, it felt like for the first time, my first real independent match, if that makes sense. Sure. I, um, because one, and I was telling Colt this, at Colt Cabana this at, at your show yesterday, that my back and shoulder, that was not, I was not expecting that to be an issue when I left. I, they, they were bothering me, and we've talked about this multiple times on the show, but, but when I got my ear and nose fixed uh, when I left from, from injuries my first year in wrestling and left him alone for 10 years, I thought my back and shoulder would kind of heal up taking a few months off. So you figured, okay, you're a full-time guy. Now you're not going to be, you know, you've made your decision. I have three or four months off to get my ear and nose. And everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And, and it what happened, it went completely the opposite way. And I was never felt worse. Couldn't, getting out of bed in the morning, it just everything. Just I was like, what is going on? Well, we, it was, that was around the point where I got to start. We're wrestling again. We have bookings. We have things already we committed to. And I, I told Colt, I go, it, I was so unhappy because I was like, my back hurt so bad, and I just kind of grouped it all together with wrestling is hurting me, wrestling is hurting me, and I, I truly and everything's been the focal point with the nutrition company and, and the podcast and the book and, and doing these other things that it was everything always goes into wrestling still every time I always put everything into it, but I was just unhappy, and then getting this stem cell treatment and finally feeling good again, and like this is my back, I told you it's been like nine or ten weeks and I, my back feels amazing. So you feel like a young buck again. Yeah, I feel like okay. <laughs> I feel like I've gotten at 35 years old. I'm just thankful to be alive during this period where we have stem cells, rather than getting surgery and 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 possibly having to start slowing down because of this lifestyle. I'm getting a whole new head start again and a fresh start and knowing what I know. And it's last night was like that first night, like the, the Ryback regeneration. I felt really alive in there and like just never felt more confident. And it's good to be in there with a guy. How was the crowd? How did you, how did you, did you feel like a dynamic, like, eh, we don't care. Did you feel like they no, were so to get you? That's the, the funny thing about this is, so I feel like, and you talk about there's that portion of people that, that have that idea about me and limited or whatever. And I feel like the, the, this is awesome chance for me. That, that really, it makes me smile deep inside when I get those oh. because and I've gotten them only a couple times in WWE and they were on the most ridiculous things. It was, <laughs> like they weren't authentic? No, they, no, no. So it was, it was like a match. I th remember the six man where it was New Day and Sheamus was in the match and it was me and New Day, I believe, tagging. It was like an eight-man tag on a pay-per-view. It was random. But it ended, it was a bunch of dives, and it ended with me on the apron, the last guy, and looking, looking around. And then the crowd starts doing the feed me more, and I climb up to the top and just do a basic dive off the top and to everybody. And bananas. And everybody just starts chanting, this is awesome. I'm on the ground la belly laughing that, like, <laughs> this is all it took? It's just, <laughs> just literally falling off the top rope onto a bunch of guys. But, but last night, uh, after we'd, we'd gotten well into the match, and the, the chants had started, and then they stopped and something else, and then they started again. Mm. And I'm just laughing hysterically. But I got a confession to make. It's one of my secrets now. I get the chance most of my matches now is after some sort of cool move, I just kind of lie down selling. I look at one little kid with my eye open, and I go, this is awesome. Oh, my God. And then the kid just, <laughs> it, it just every match. So I'm working them, and they don't even know it.
<laughs> I didn't notice that. Until now. But it was a great outing. Uh, it's nice to see, you know, I think that now, you know, you're probably going to be more focused on, at, or to us together, more focused on the quality of opponent going forward to really kind of, you know, not just do, hey, the regular booking against, I think quality of opponent's going to be important for this time yeah. period in your life. I, I just, I feel the, the matchups with, with me and these these guys is I, it allows me to do a lot more that that people again and I've been in from developmental and we all learn how to wrestle early on and it's sometimes you you have a certain style and you and you get used to working a certain way and people expect a certain thing and you can still do that and what I I really really liked about last night with AR Fox is I thought we told a good story with it and had it made sense mm-hmm. make sense where it wasn't just a bunch of moves for no reason and it, it it felt good, and I feel like that's what in, in the feedback seems to be very positive from everybody. So I think opponents like that, for me moving forward, will be the best thing possible. And, and again, my, it's, this is just fun for me right now, and that's why I just want to have fun because that was kind of taken away for a while. So last night went great. Today was, uh, and I, I think it's going to pick up a, a lot of traction. I think most of you are in the room for it. You were on Cole Cabana's show. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about how we've always, we actually have to kind of credit Cole Cabana because he's the one that gave us, gave me the podcasting equipment to launch this platform. But yeah. you, you, today we're on his, how was that? What did that feel like for you? Did, it was did, awesome. No, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And, it, and I, to me, it's never been a big deal. I, I could tell with him, he's, it's more uncomfortable for him. Yeah. Uh, but I never, like I told him, I never um, associated him, even though it was his show. I just mature enough to realize he wasn't the one that said the comments and just because he's friends with the guy it doesn't make well oh, i hate you because you're friends with him that's ridiculous that's yeah. just immature and i would never do that so and he i told you at the house of hardcore when i saw him with at tommy dreamers show before when he he kind of goes can i talk to you and i didn't think he ever had to apologize personally and i it was it meant a lot though still that he did that he was bothered by it and because i always got along with him and he we it is what it is and it was uh it was good to be able to talk with him. His show, he's so much fun, and, and he obviously introduced you to this, this, and I told you when I left WWE, this was one of the big things I wanted to do to keep my, myself out there, to let the people know the real Ryback. And because to me, this is another thing I was talking with someone last night about at the show, is in wrestling, it, it's, it's very odd because fans... It's like if you go to a movie, you don't hate an actor for their role after that movie, typically. You can watch that movie and okay. suspend your belief. I feel like in wrestling, whatever the role that you play, it kind of affects you in other areas of your life. And we were just talking about that. And, and for me, where was I going with this? I'm completely... Oh, I don't really know. I'm just following your lead, big guy. No, but just the, that in... So basically, I, I mean, with, with the whole that, people had, because of, because of the conversation that happened on his show with, with Punk, I think that at that time period with the big following, that mixed with the way you were portrayed, people think that, honestly, in real life, that you're not a good person and not a good wrestler, or is that what you're trying to say? There's yeah, this- essentially. It's just it's disheartening that sometimes the role that you play, I think people take it so seriously and it's hard for them to accept you as anything out other than that. And that one of the reasons of doing this show was to kind of just show the real me. And it's more rewarding for me uh, on that aspect because in wrestling, even in, 
I use, and we've talked about Cena before, but you have this image and kids love you, but they love you for this image that isn't real. Yeah. And to me, that's not rewarding, even though I understand it and you, and that's a responsibility and it, it's a, it's a great thing, but the, the things that they love you for aren't necessarily real. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is more rewarding for me for people to know and, and understand the real me. And, and we, again, we have the fitness tips and the workout tips and to get the messages with people, oh, we've lost 100 pounds, we've lost 80 pounds, simply by you guys just being yourselves and having fun and bullshitting and giving us some tips. That makes me feel better, but I can still do the wrestling and have fun doing it. And I understand what that means to people still, but, but from a performer standpoint, it's not as rewarding sometimes because it's not, not mm-hmm. real, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And it's important to you as far as proving, uh, I feel that not a lot of, because WWE and performers are so under control and what they can say and what they can't say. And you mentioned scene. I'm not going to delve into all that stuff. We've talked about that yeah. a lot of times in the archives, but is it important to you to make people more aware or just have that? I feel like what you do have that not a lot of people may know. And very few have chosen to spoke up with the exception of like a Chris Jericho who recently just did it. The boys yeah. approval. Some have been very vocal with, like, they've worked with you before. There's only really been one detractor, which yeah. came from the, the podcast with Colt, obviously. Yeah. How much is, is that important to you? Is that something that, that really means a lot to you? Because, oh, I absolutely. Mean, I have always, uh, I think it, as a wrestler, um, having the respect of your peers is, is, is a huge thing. And it's a very competitive cutthroat business. But I, I think if you work hard and, and you, you want the guys you work with, I mean, Everybody wants to be like, nobody wants to truly be hated, I feel, in, in, in just life. You know what I mean? But, and the way you do that there is by if you are given a, a great opportunity and a great, a great push, so to speak, is to bust your ass and, and have a good attitude and, and get along with people. And, and so, yeah, I've always felt like I had a great, even though I wrote alone and, and did the whole audiobook thing and liked being alone on my off time, but I always loved being at the buildings and around the guys, around the boys. And whatnot, and I think having the respect, I think that's very important. And that's why I always Roman. I I love Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. and I I think most the guys there, I, I think it's a whole different dynamic than Cena. I think more guys, he he works really hard, but he's he's always uh, he's very humble. He's very respective, and uh, he never walks around backstage with that uh, "I'm better than you" attitude. Okay. So it, to me, and, and not to say that that John does that or anything, but it's just. Roman just comes off different. I don't know if it's from being raised in the business and whatnot. You know what I mean? It's, but, uh, and I've worked with him very closely uh, over the years, especially early on. So, um, and the guy can go, and the guy's so talented. So I'm happy for all his uh, success. All right, cool. Moving on, we like to kind of talk about stuff that's relevant in wrestling and basically just me looking at the dirt sheets and going, hey, let's talk about this, <laughs> like we all do all day. So Speak for yourself, Mark. Oh, please, you're on there too. And... uh so one of the big things I saw this week that was kind of an issue, what do you feel about WWE doing Raw on Christmas Day live? Yeah, when I saw that, I was, I go, oh, everyone's going to hate that. Yeah. It's, it's, we, at one point when I was up there, I believe it was during the whole punk feud, we had like two weeks off for Christmas, that must which was nice. the only time that I was there that we had, it got shortened every year after that. And I don't know what it was before I got there, but I just go, man, this is amazing. We two weeks off, mm-hmm. and then we had to do like four tapings in Pittsburgh. And the Pittsburgh crowds always kind of, 
I don't want to say dead, yeah. but they're not as lively sometimes. Four tapings? And we had to do four tapings, like two and two on Monday, two on Tuesday. Oh, that's got to be rough. Back in the same place, back-to-back days. And it was uh, pretty dreadful towards the end, but it was we all just had in our heads, we have two weeks off. And by dreadful, you mean just the crowd energy, like how much? Yeah, and again, there's only so much wrestling. That, that you can only third, see a super kick so many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many super kicks <laughs> and so many uh, superman punches. The, um, but to be a performer, I, that's the one thing I told you in, in, you get up there and they put you to work and, and that's how he makes his money. And, uh, it is, it's a very demanding schedule. And but why and, is that a thing? How can someone not go, man, this is the most important, dare I say important day of the year. Yeah, everybody wants to be with their families. They're already yeah. away from their families, it, and, and, and we've seen with different stories on different guys and people getting divorced. It is the hardest lifestyle. It's not like any other sport or any other thing because you're not. There's no off season. And from from a promoter, I mean, I, at the heart of it, I'm a mark. I'm a fan, and I'm, I'm sure with people in this room, even on Christmas, I'm like, yeah, I don't need, need to know if I need to watch wrestling. So it's like, who does it really benefit to have? Like, why is that a thought? Why do you think because that's a I thing? Because I think that I've, we've talked about this time and time again. The world revolves around making money. Everything revolves around making money. And there's good ways to do it and bad ways, unfortunately. And people in high positions and with a lot of power, they're looking at, oh, how can we make money? How can we make money? And they're a publicly traded company. And they're, and they're down on certain things. And they're looking, well, how can we make numbers up on this? Well, we could run on this day. Everyone, oh, hey, look at us. We're on Christmas. Everyone's going to be home looking for something to do at night. And so they just look at it from, and whether it was, USA's idea or Vince's idea, who knows whose mm-hmm. idea it was, but they're looking at it as a way to make money. And the problem with that is, is you're dealing with human lives and families who are already gone every day. Yeah. It's like, there's only, there's only a few holidays every year. Like, let the guys have those moments with their, their, their families and, and rather than flying out the night before. And Do you think it's a, there's also an old timer thing too, because a lot of the biggest drawing days on territories were Thanksgiving. I don't know about Christmas, but Thanksgiving was one of the biggest yeah. days of drawing. Do you think there's a little bit of that mindset at all? Like, you know, it hey, could, well, we did it. Well, they should be here working. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I just think though, as time goes on, you evolve and move on and you learn from the mistakes of the past. And um, just because they did things one way in one period doesn't mean you just do it. You can, it's okay, they did that, that was really, you know, that was cool, but you, you, you know, that maybe is an ideal, and let's move on from that, and we, we have all these other days of the year we could run, and yeah. we, could do, we could do two tapings the week before, and it's, um, I just feel bad for the guys, because they have no choice, no one can say anything there, guarantee you not one of them wants to be there. So you, you don't think anybody spoke up, probably? About I don't that. know, I'm yeah. not there, I, I just don't, I, and I... I would be curious to see how that was introduced to them. If it was Mark Carano in a room like this, they do their little meetings and, and how they've done some things. It's, um, I wish more guys would. All We've right. had things with, with, with another example, and two guys that aren't there, Stu Bennett and, and Jack Swagger. There was an issue before on, on a travel situation where on international flights that um, – Guys like that that are six foot seven, six foot six, they're they're tall guys to sit sit in regular seats. To sit in a coach, you know, and See, also it, it's a thing that we never think about, but some of these guys and yourself included, yeah. like you when I uh just things never talked about with wrestling, but you you're okay with 
you know, sitting, but you, you need an aisle seat for room. So I, I'm, I'm barely 6'2", so I, I wide length, it's tight for me with other people, but my knees aren't uncomfortable in the seat, so I can sit in an aisle seat. These guys are 6'7". Their knees, they can't get comfortable in those seats. And they're not being divas. They literally, between their back issues, shoulder issues, they're scrunched up into airfare where they're, you know, they're doing all weighed stuff now. That, that's his one important yeah. thing. He's like, I physically can't do more than a four-hour flight in a coach seat because I am in insane it's in, He's of, in pain the entire – it's uncomfortable. And then if they put the seat back, God forbid, and, like, they, they, it's, it's really frustrating for that. I, and I understand – why they're frustrated on that for that but on the, we had a travel meeting for an international tour where these flights are seven eight nine ten we've had 14 15 hour flights and they there was an issue where you you they book your travel and whatever your seat is you That's can't you change it yeah and they usually would book you in an aisle or something but the the guys that have points, they were able to, you're able to go in there. Usually if you book, once your flight is booked, you're able to go in there and change your seat to if there's something better or if you want to use your points and get upgraded. So somebody, like, guys would always go change their seats to get better seats mm -hmm. and whatnot. But then WWE would claim that it messed up the entire system. And, like, one time I ended up getting switched from an aisle seat to a middle seat. But, and I don't know how... Why does, why does that have an effect? It shouldn't have any effect. It was the weirdest thing ever. But I remember and there was a meeting with Mark Carano, and they finally, it was like Stu Bennett and, and, and Swagger, Jack Swagger, and I believe Luke Harper finally spoke up. And it was, like, it was a great thing. But the, the three guys that are all six foot six, six foot seven. That, that are in pain. That are d directly in pain. And again, and, you're just, and they, they made such valid points. And then, like, they just afterwards like why do you do that to it? like why do you don't do that like, to me how dare you speak yeah up? like it's it, there's you can't win they're in they're in a no-win position and if you do anything to get out of line or to say anything it's like well we have these 300 guys in nxt that will do anything to be on tv and be sure a super, and rightfully so and they will and yeah. then they'll fall victim to that and, and they, then they really like, yeah it's just you can it's an ir just it's a never-ending factory line of guys that that want that until they realize what it is, but. Sure. Yeah. And there's other things we can talk about. I know with here, we're kind of in a condensed form. You know, we want to keep you guys here all day. Uh, the other, only other thing for a wrestling thing is, you know, things going on with Global Force, which is now Impact, which we don't know if it's Global Force again, which everything seems to be with, with Jeff Jarrett taking in a leave of absence, which we don't know that situation. But there are different people in charge. So I don't know your thoughts on the whole thing or. Any any commentary with that because that was a significant thing where the you know our, there's not so many big wrestling companies anymore. We got New Japan, we got WWE, we got Ring of Honor, and we have Impact. So yeah. we we when things happen there, it is kind of substantial that the head of the company is now no longer there on a leave of absence. So what do we do now? Yeah, I, I just, and I, I just spoke with Jeff on the phone, you know, maybe a month ago, mm -hmm. and uh, just kind of just just. A friendly conversation over things and um first i hope everything is all right on his end and that i do too that whatever is going on and that that everything is cool and um it's just i i wish they could catch a break uh, and it seems like a series of un, you know unfortunate events it's a never-ending story it's one thing after the other after the other but i think that that through negative sometimes and and whether Jeff comes back or not, and I would assume he does, but uh, whoever's in control now has a huge opportunity to to do their thing. And, 
Yeah, I, I think exactly. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, that it's just I think that, that whoever's now in control and and Anthem obviously has financially is in a in a very good position, and and they seem they're they're doing the the global force the network, mm-hmm. uh, which is very promising I think and, and a step in the right direction, especially for the future, that whoever this this guy is he can now, it's somebody new. And let's see what they can do. And I just, I just wish it wasn't one thing after the other after the other. But they seem to be with Eli Drake and taking a chance, a smart chance, which you need to do. You need to build new talent. And, and he, he was you, the you right call end of everything. Yeah. And I just know from outside looking in and my association with them, um, I think that now, if anything, that Sanjay Dutt, if being apart and being able to make more calls while you know Jeff's on his leave, it's going to be a for a guy that's worked. All, one of, probably one of the most well-traveled independent wrestlers uh, and having his mindset and, and just talking with him all the time. If he's at the helm being able to actually make the call instead of suggesting the call to make, I think that company, even though all this negative detractions have been on them time after time, this could be the time period where if we just give them a little bit more of a chance, something will happen. I don't think that there are plans of... I know there's a report out there. They're, they're trying to sell... That came from one Sports Illustrated article yeah. with no facts. And, if, and I think they just need, you know, it's the storm has happened. And now I think hopefully they're on an uphill battle because we need them to do well. We need companies to do as best. As yeah, they can. for wrestlers, we, we, we want as many places to succeed as possible because one that creates, creates competition it just makes it better for everybody. It's more places to work. It, it's more opportunities for guys. And I just think this is this is their chance to really put the pedal to the metal and go for it. And uh, I want them to succeed. I want them to succeed more than anybody. Just uh, just for wrestling in general. And because I think that that makes WWE put them on their toes. And I think that makes Vince at his best. And and we've all seen it when. And it just that competitive environment rather than creating competition from within when you have that outside threat. We just need that dynamic of have the boys having options where we can make wrestling interesting again. And, yeah. you know, just and like that, that's why a lot of guys are afraid to leave. There's nowhere else to go. There's in it's it's the one thing guys used to leave all the time. And it's you need to leave. You yeah. need to get it. You get it's you get stale or you just yeah. you just need a different mindset. And it's refreshing. I mean. We can all remember was what half of wrestling was watching. Those surprise. Who's going to show up? Yeah. Who's going to leave? Oh my God! You hear about this, and we don't have that anymore. We don't have it at all. That we was have. that was the one thing to tune in, and we kind of were spoiled with that. I think to it was so much that period during that that whole attitude era and all that. But that's what having competition does. Guys leave, and it naturally creates these moments for the future of organic things yeah. where we just our business, which is not. Hate to break it, we're not really approved by the mainstream as much as we want to pretend we are, but it just gets us, gets what we do in that light so much more, and it's just so much. We need more of it, you know. Absolutely, badly. couldn't agree anymore. And I was going to ask you this week. I I, I want to say I was uh, caught a little bit of raw. The one thing, uh, Big Show and Braun Strowman, I thought had. I don't know if you caught the cage match with them. I did, and I just think it was. Uh, I have I have a lot of respect for Big Show, and and I've worked with him many 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 times and we've butted heads at times and he's a big large man to butt heads with and uh, which i don't want to be happening too often but he was uh always so good with me at different things and i know like he's 
if you remember years ago, Vandra Channing, please retire. Yeah. I felt so bad for him because I was out there for some of that when in tag mixed tags match mixed tag matches and I could tell how bad it hurt him because he he's given his entire life to pro wrestling and sometimes fans can be so And he is I, I, I know this could be up for our greatest giant of all time. The greatest giant of all time. Absolutely. And people don't understand that. It's not what he you know, it's 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 the way he was used. It's the way you can't yeah. you know and you can only do so much as a giant, that guy bumping around, and just, he's a workhorse. He's a probably the most loyal employee, and not being an employee, but most loyal independent contractor they've ever had. And uh, if you remember, like Vince dressed him up in the baby diapers for the, he's done everything they've ever asked of him. Yeah. And, I'm, and he's spoken up at times and, and done different things, but I just thought it was, I know he's, he's really beat up. He's, he's not an old man by any means. Apparently he, he needs a new hip or something. He's and I heard that too. Issues. I remember his hips always gave him problems in his knees and his back. And I always thought it was really cool when I worked him on live events. He would, he would volunteer. One, he always took the shell shock in which he goes up for that. Light. Lighter than guys, a couple hundred pounds in him sometimes. So how does that work? There's a, a legit giant who's, you know, whatever, between four or 500 pounds. And I don't think, I don't think you know, a lot of uh, people watching understand this. That there's guys you can pick up that are heavier, that feel lighter because they're more agile and getting in positions. Yeah. Then there's guys that are legitimate. There's been times I've picked up myself, pick up 150-pound guys, and they feel like they're 300 pounds. It's, yeah. And like Hornswoggle, he's <laughs> one, the, the biggest, smallest guy in the world who is a small person, but he's just so bottom heavy. Made of stone. Just made of stone, and, uh, and where he's really, really heavy. But Big Show, you, this, you're dealing with that much weight. That, that weight is real. Mm -hmm. But he understands how big he is, and he's been used to being that big his entire life. And the guy, he's always been athletic, no matter what he's looked like. Yeah. And he has just always been able to, it's, I never was worried with him. Uh, on any of it and there was even one time on a live event where we went to do it and we mistimed it and we went up and came back down and he just stayed perfectly calm and let me do my thing because he knew it was on my timing because when you relax you yeah rather of... than some guys will freak out and start getting the happy feet mm -hmm. boom redid it up perfectly Perfect. everything was fine but he always volunteered to like go to the top and let me press him off the top and take the big the Rick flare, flare bump, bump off the top oh wow which is not any when you do that you rock your entire back and hips and spine. I teach that bump a lot often in my class, and there's there's you know people a third of his size that are, have issues with that, or it's painful, or they don't know how to post, and you know that's that's not it's not a comfortable thing. No, and, but for me it was just always really cool because with him. I know that's one of those things that, like, oh, he's probably going to have a fucked up week, like a being he's going to hurt a little hurt for anybody who was. He was always so cool. So I'm just happy for him that and doing the top rope elbow. Mm -hmm. and like, that's why I feel like he is having surgery. He's like, oh, I'm already screwed up. I might as well. And, and, and getting, I was just, I was watching that for me. I was just thinking of the please retire chance and just like, it's about time you guys give this guy the credit. The respect, like, yeah. But it fucking sucks. He has to do a top rope elbow for you to think. Like the guy was doing top rope drop kicks his first year in wrestling, mm -hmm. but like it's just this is the way wrestling fans are. But it's like doing the elbow off the top doesn't make him awesome. He's awesome because everything he's done up to this point. The so. line we want to say: No one hates wrestling more than wrestling. Nobody fans. hates wrestling as much as wrestling fans, guys. It's it's the absolute truth. <laughs> Did I tell you I had a great weekend? The big guy dating stories. We've kind of uh, we toned those down for a while yeah, yeah. With, with everything going on with me. But uh, I, I mentioned last on last week's show. 
that uh, a girl I've been talking to, I actually met her at uh, WWE Fan Access. Well, we're on the search for Mrs. Big Guys, I like to say. I look at this as I've had a hell of a singles run uh, throughout my life, and I, I feel like there comes a point where I'm 35 now that, that you have to, eventually you have to settle down. But at the same time, I've not necessarily met the right woman, which, again, could be just the, the lifestyle and, and all that. So uh, I figure while I'm off TV and I have all this stuff and I'm organizing everything in my life, that... Let's try harder. You're trying to find it's on. It's not about the, the quantity. It's about the quality. Yeah, you want that one. It's still a lot of reps of meeting different people and like, but it's it's going on dates way more than I'm used to going on dates and just trying like and just just to see if there's something there outside of just the the, the physical aspect of it because I think obviously you know being married that's a huge decision with your life. Sure. And, and I feel like a lot of people sometimes if you're not with the right person and then but you're with them at the time being and and it, you guys do have kids it just it can get more complicated as time goes on and you have even more to lose as time goes on. So I feel like giving yourself the best chance possible of just going into it trying and you're never going to find the perfect person or anything of that nature, but just somebody you get along with. All right, so has a big guy found that person? What's going on here? So I flew out this, uh, uh, a beautiful woman from Orlando. So who fly outs. Flew her out. How does this happen? <laughs> I met her at Fan Access years ago, and we oh. always, we, we, just, we just were friends. And Was just, she a fan? No, doesn't okay. know anything about wrestling, but she's like an independent contractor also. She does a lot of car shows and things of that, but she would do the fan access at WrestleMania. So she's a civilian, as we like to say. Which, huge credit for me. Nothing against women Knew in wrestling. Knew nothing about me. Nothing against women in the wrestling or around the wrestling business, but sometimes the girls that put on those kick pads, they can be a, a handful. Head so. cases, yes. <laughs> uh, I'll just say it. Um, but it's... Uh, it's one thing to be a guy and like in wrestling, but what happened to you to be a girl and like wrestling? And it's not to discredit it because the the and so much great stuff is happening with women's wrestling. But you know, well, I'm not even talking about the wrestlers themselves. I'm just the fans. I, oh, it's just. <laughs> but I think it's 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 difficult for because we're still in a male dominated business. It's a, you're, we're not the same people we were when we came into wrestling. Absolutely not. So to see the transition, even though women's revolution, everything great is going forward, to see. To know how does that change a female who has you know who who has to experience all the things that we do? What yeah. does that do to them? You know what does that do to their mentality? Changes everybody, it, 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 especially at the WWE level. It changes everybody. Makes them calloused and scarred and kind of you. you know, everyone you become. A, I feel like a walking zombie at some point. I, I told like we all would talk about this at different points, different guys there, and. Uh, where we'd come off the road, and it's usually, there was a big stretch where it was five days on, a day and a half home, and you do laundry, get a workout in, do what you have to do, pay your bills, wake up after three hours sleep, back on the road, and repeat. And my first year in WWE is a blur with all that. But people would ask me in the airport, come back, like, hey, where were you just at? And I would just look at them, and I couldn't even think of the towns I was just in, because you just block it all out. Sure. It's just city, it's... You know, you're gym, just, airport, just arena, gym, sure, airport, sure, sure. arena, rental car. It's it's the same thing every single time, and you just eventually, you just know when you're home because you mm -hmm. love being home. And uh, but it it definitely changes you over the years, and you have to. I think that's what it, it you have to do that to survive. So what are you saying with with uh, the love of your life? Apparently, no. So we uh, 
A lot of potential with this one, okay. more more so than a lot of people. And uh, did you lift weights together, or uh... we the first day first day in, we went and she wanted to go work out together. I go, you want to go work out? <laughs> you want to have protein? I don't have. I thought I was just you're gonna sleep in. And I was just gonna go. Uh, she was like, no, could I? And uh, I was, I go, okay, but and, and let me do go do my whole workout. She went and did her whole thing. It was beautiful. I was like, man, this is what's wrong with her. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, <clears throat> Later that night, we actually, we went to the Chappelle show. Okay. Which she's taken me out of my comfort zone because I feel like this, since I've because left. stay at home all day. Since I've left WWE, like I have a gym at home, everything. Like I, like, unless it's to go get food or like, I'm very, I like being in and just being normal and just I, something about, I think when you leave there, you enjoy, you have control of how much you can go out. But it's kind of cool if, to get to see a person pull you out of. Your routine. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, I've, that's again me. I've because I'm very stubborn and set in my ways on certain things. But I, I do realize at this point I need to start. You know what I mean? I Absolutely. Have to, so, and, and and not to say like I've gone to a, a show or two in Vegas before, but I, I tend to avoid the strip. Is I live I live away from it thirty minutes. And and uh, she was like, let's go to the Chappelle show. And uh, I go, yeah, I wouldn't mind going to that actually. And. Uh, the thing that caught me off guard next was she, she bought the tickets. Oh. And I, what are you doing? And she goes, she goes you, you can pay me for your ticket if you want. She goes, I, I don't feel comfortable, you know, you buying. Cause you, you flew me out here and stuff. And, you, you know, you, and I was, you don't want me to pay for the tickets? And like, I've had past experiences with people they where expect. I just pay for everything. And, and again, I'm going, what's wrong with this girl? Like, just, Big but, wrestling star, you better pay for everything. Yeah. You know? And uh, so we go to the Chappelle show and uh, dress all up and uh, put on the suit for the first time in a while. And, and she dresses up nice. And we go in. And the first thing I noticed, I was telling you, which I thought, I think WWE should do this for their shows. And as we all know, like social media and, and cell phones have, have taken over people's lives. Mm -hmm. And they are very, very addictive. Well, for these shows, the first thing I noticed on the tickets, no cell phones allowed. And I was, well, I wonder how they're going to do that. You know, they can't take everybody's cell phone from them. Mm -hmm. And you go in through the metal detectors, and there were thousands of people at this. It was the, the Kevin Hart weekend, Heartbeat weekend in Vegas. He did the opening thing the first night. Wasn't supposed to be there the second night. But you go in, and they, it's called Vonder, V-O-N-D-R. Mm -hmm. And it's these little foam pouches, and they put your phone in it. And it has a little magnetizing lock that they twist and lock. And if you need to get into your phone during the show, you go back up and they have people that can open them for you That's up there. Cool. Yeah, and yeah. You can, but, but you can't be on your phone while you're in there. And if you, they catch you using your keys and get it, you're Toss. gone. No questions asked. And, and so Chappelle, should we collect people's cell phones right now? <laughs> <laughs> it, I just, it, it was really refreshing because... Even when I walked in here and was watching Colt show a little bit ago, I'm on my phone. A little I was bit. too, and I felt and I, I looked around and I about see that. a few people, and it's like it's just what we do. It's and just, it's not being rude; it's just our. It's just what we're so used to, you know. But Chappelle was talking about that he he kind of got turned off of the comedy for a while, and he took a break because it's social media for comedians. They say very controversial things and say one thing about this and making a joke, and he's getting attacked by those people. And then you're not booked. It affects your life and all. And, and you know. so he just, he, and it just it, to me, I'm like, oh, I'm glad they get it too, yeah. you know, but it's, it's everybody. And, and he just said that 
unfortunately for you guys, you can't use your phones tonight. And he goes, I'm going to say all the fucked up shit I want. <laughs> and he told the best jokes out. And it was like, but it was just the crowd was so engaged and, and thousands of people. And because everybody was paying attention, I was like, WWE should 100% do that for every one of their events. Not independent shows necessarily, because you probably want the attention. They don't need the attention from the other. It's, it's just, and if you need to get in your phone, you go up, you know, up the Just stairs. to have that experience, you know, it, people it, have to watch. It was, I had the best time of my life because I wasn't on my phone at all for the three hours we were there. Mm-hmm. But when we left, I was telling her with Paloma, I'm walking, I go, why is this line going so slow getting out of here? And we, we, we look around, everybody is on their phones. Sure. Just, just <laughs> thousands of people. It was like, like the walking dead. Mm. And I'm just like, man, it's as great as technology is. It's just something feels so off about this that it's just, it's, it's so addicting. And, and I, I don't know what to make of it, but it was, uh, I told you later that night cause she paid for the tickets. Did you pay her back? What's that? Did you pay her back? So that, that's where I was going with this is, uh, I, they had the ATMs in the, at the hotel yeah. uh, that we went to to go watch the show. And uh, I'm in now, remind you, I have, I have quite a few suits. Um, the custom-made ones by David Allen that I got while I was with WWE. And, and he, this guy makes tremendous suits. Um, but he'll do, he'll do some like crazy things too. Well, like bright colors, different or colors, different pattern schemes, so a flashy suit. kind Yeah. Of? So I went with a, well, I was going to go with a black pinstripe, but unfortunately I told you this, my black dress shoes, I have, I have a really nice pair of black dress shoes and a really nice pair of brown ones for the different colored suits. And then I have another a normal pair of black ones, but they're, they're not my favorite. Okay. It's, and I'd lost my, I had a, a nice watch, a dress shoes, and my belt stolen out of my bag from New York, of all places, <laughs> uh, several months before. And I just discovered it when I was going to go look. I go, where are my dress shoes? And I was, oh, no. And I, I told her what I wanted to wear. I go, I got to wear my, my brown shoes. I can't. I'm not wearing those black shoes out. And, that guy's uh, a big fashion diva. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, so the only thing that would really go, she liked the blue suit. With pink, a pink shirt and a pink tie with, with the brown shoes. So you're going like Michael Hayes style, like Little, just kind of standing Slightly out. Michael Hayes style for this. <laughs> um, hey, look at me, everybody. And she's wearing a nice sparkly dress. And remind you, we're in Las Vegas. And she's a very, very attractive, beautiful. And she's showing off her figure, I imagine. Yeah, nice, hell of a figure. What is she wearing? Like a nice sparkly dress <laughs> of something? or Yeah, and it, it's, it's appropriate length and everything. But it's, she has a, she's, works out. She's in shape. Showing some skin. Yeah. Very attractive. And I'm not thinking anything. I'm just, just minding her own business. I go to the ATM and I pull out the money to, to reimburse her for my portion of the ticket. And I guess she, I'm zoned out to doing the transaction. She, there's people behind us. And I, I guess one of them had recognized me and they were talking about how I was with a hooker. So, and that I was, I get the money out and. <laughs> I, I go, here's your money. And she goes, no, no, keep it. And I go, no, it's yours. And we're having this conversation. Like, she goes, no, no, no. Keep. And I don't, no. We, Zoned what, out. What the fuck are we doing? You just told me to come to the ATM. I'm getting your money. Like, and she's like, just walk. And we start, I go, what's going on? She goes, those people were talking, they recognized you. They thought you were paying me for the night. And I go, so? Just go with it. Like, <laughs> just to give them a story. But it was a, a very awkward big guy dating moment again. But, uh. The following day is uh, she drug me out to Red Rock Canyon. 
mm. which uh, if you've ever been out to Las Vegas, it's very beautiful. I recommend it to everybody. And uh, but I think we're going out there to to do a little a little hike, maybe take some pictures for social media. Okay. You know, you can, you can, oh, I went hiking for five hours. But take you, a selfie or two. Yeah, take a selfie or two. We'll go to the buffet after, go, or go get some food and uh, make a day of it. I was planning on going and working out, you know, after. And we get out there and, and we, we get to trail one. There's many trails through this canyon. And uh, trail one, and we, and it has names, and I, and I apologize, I don't know the name, but we go down and we start going and we like, we go for like an hour. Okay. And like, but I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, I'm in like my Nike Air Maxes and I wore the long athletic pants out there and it wasn't overly hot, but it was hot. And I'm like, find myself climbing these goddamn huge fucking rocks, like putting myself in danger and to get pictures for this girl. And I'm like, what is going on right now? I think I like her. Oh boy. I, I'm, I like looked down at one point. I go, if I fall off, I'm dying. And it, it, to me, I was like, oh, I think I really like this girl <laughs> because I normally would just say, I'm not fucking doing this. Yeah. I, why would I need to do this? And uh, we do it and we get pictures of different moments out there. And I'm thinking, hell of a day. Hell of a day. This is great. I had a good time. I survived. Let's, let's go eat. Sure. And uh, we get back in my truck and we, I think we're going to drive just look around a little bit. It takes like 30 minutes to get out of there from where we're at. And she's like, uh, oh, we missed our next stop. I go, what do you mean our next stop? And she goes, well, I wanted to go do a whole other trail and go to this. And she shows me the map that we have. And it's, uh, I just knew the trail that we did. And I go, wow, that's, that's really long. I go, that's, she goes, oh yeah, it's all day. And I, I go, all day? I go, I, I got to eat. Uh, didn't, she goes, well, I asked you if you wanted to bring snacks. I go, I didn't hear that. I go, I thought we were just going to go to the buffet after. So I'm thinking it's an hour. And, uh, so how long? A couple hours? So we have to keep driving on. We pull over at the next stop. We backtrack. We walk back to the next trail that we missed that I drove past. And uh, she told me, where, again, we stop. I go, how far are we going again? And she goes, well, we have to go to this point first, these, all these different rocks. And she goes... And then we got a really long hike. I go, remind you, we're in the desert. We're following the trail. There's rattlesnake holes everywhere out mm-hmm. there. And, but you're on the trail, so it's minimized a little bit. No big deal. It's, it's hot. They're not going to come out during the day. But it's the night. It's, it's, Petrifying. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a workout. I, but okay. and again, I know me. If I'm by myself, I'm scared. But in front of her, I can't act like a, a man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got to be Ryback with the goddamn snake. And I what probably get bitten and just die, it, but might be worth it. You go yeah. For it. So I we keep going. We finally get to these rocks. We get all these cool pictures again on these new rocks, and uh, we're we're having a good time. And it's getting hotter and hotter. And I go, that seems really far. And I don't want to. I don't want to puss out of this because I was like, I got to be a man. I got to. If I act like I need to get back, like she's gonna think I'm so low of me that like she flew her out here. She really wanted to go hiking on this. I have to finish this damn thing. But I'm just trying to think, how do I get out of this? Like, we can't, if we go on, it's going to be darkness is approaching where these snakes are going to be out of their holes. Mm. And it's, I'm, it wasn't one or two, I'm talking, I mean, hundreds okay. of snake holes. So finally, the, we had to climb to get to these rocks uphill quite a bit. We went off trail for a while to get, to save a little time. She got tired. And I... Luckily, she, I could see the fatigue in her, and all we had was a little Feed Me More Nutrition half-gallon water jug sharing it between the two of us. And I was like, 
oh, she's tired. And I, I go, would well, you want to keep going? She goes, maybe, maybe we should head back. So you beat her with cardio. Yes, that's, and I, I cannot preach enough the conditioning, how it applies to every area It'll of life. It'll get you out of life She's challenges. fatigued and got tired. And I go, yeah, I mean, I wanted to keep going, but I mean, if you want to go back, we can go back. So the moral of the story is, if you want to get out of things with your girlfriend, just train better and Train out. harder. Don't be a lazy piece of shit. Do your conditioning <laughs> because it can save you in situations. But we went back. We, we went off the trail going back to save time. She goes, let's go off the trail. We'll save a little bit of time. And we're walking. She goes, yeah, we better... Stops and she, there's like six or seven snake holes all around us. She goes, we we better jog. Um, this isn't good. And I go, what do you mean it's not good? And she goes, well we're not on the trail. I go, well what? Well let's go back on the trail. But we're already so far out. She goes, well I don't know where it's at now. And I well run. Like there's brushes everywhere and like this is and I, I go, well fucking run. And we just run all the way back till we get finally like 20 minutes just mm-hmm. jogging. And jumping over brushes, I'm just picturing this huge rattlesnake just coming at me at any point. And uh, it's, uh, but we made it back. We got to the truck. I didn't work out for the day because it ended up being a four-hour damn hike in the middle of the, the desert out there. And and we finally we got food and recommend to everybody out there. I don't know if anybody here Black Mirror on Netflix. She turned me on to that. Everybody listening, I, I highly recommend you check that out. Um, we what we finished uh, a couple seasons of that. Uh, to, to close out the night. So uh, the big guy dating tales continue. She's actually coming back out this week because uh, she lives in Orlando and uh, with everything going on with Hurricane sure. Irma. And again, I hope everybody uh, and, and that whole Florida region is it's I can't even imagine having to um, even think about losing everything that you have. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously the news doesn't help out with all that and scaring people and people that I know that live there. But um, she's coming to stay with me because rather than go home and she fly into that situation today. Uh, so she will be with me for part of the week or the week, depending, I guess, on how everything goes with Irma. So. All right. Very cool. Big guy's fine in love. We're in a condensed form, so uh, I know we don't keep everyone all day. But uh, what do you say? Uh, I don't know if anyone here has any questions. We, we, we appreciate you guys coming out. If anyone does, we... Gladly take them before we're doing we, live questions. We wrap know, things up. Throwing I'm throwing things off. I want to wake up the room a little bit. So if anyone has anything, we'd be happy to answer them. If not, we'll just continue to drink and babble and wrap this up. So. I'll close out with my tips of the week. I always <laughs> got to get the tips of the weekend just so it's not all wrestling. What do we got? What do you got, buddy? So just in case before you answer, he was talking about uh, 2012, Hell in the Cell. Uh, he was there in the building. And what happened backstage after or, or lead, I guess, before or after he wanted to know? I think, like, both are possible. Like, did they tell you beforehand? Or? Yeah. What he's asking is, is for 2012, Hell in the Cell, the whole process of with that finish and everything going on. Did I know anything about it before? What happened afterwards? And no, I didn't. And it was a really, really tough thing for me that day because I was in a really tough uh, situation going into that match. Me and Punk had been working live events 
they don't let you know anything there typically. Punk maybe knew. I was just being introduced to the main event. And I found out that day, Punk multiple times it went back into Vince's office. Um, I was at a position where I wasn't as comfortable as I am now or my final few years there where you kind of got to build up to that relationship and whatnot. And I knew they were, I didn't know what the plan was. I didn't know if I was, you hear Jinder Mahal talking about, he found out very, right, you know, before it, he was going to win the championship. And so there's one aspect where you never want to get too high or too low. I was, I was, you know, well, they do. I don't, I, I didn't want to put all my eggs in one basket. So I was prepared for either. And up to that point, everything had been great. And uh, I just remember when they came out, and I don't remember who told me. A lot of this is kind of a blur, too. It kind of started that whole process for me uh, of all that, where uh, it, it didn't necessarily go my way. And I just remember it did not feel right when they told me uh, what we were doing. Do you think that the original, we've never talked about this before, do you think the original, that at some point the decision probably was that you were going to? I don't know. Title? You just don't know. I, I mean, I have no way of knowing. It, it could have been. You never know. Things change there all the time. And I mean, it, it's, and again, Chris Jericho. It does feel like that night should have been the night, correct? Like 100%, that, 100%. That was the night. And if you remember during that period, Chris Jericho had made mention that they, they, they got something here special and to capitalize on it. And again, in his new book, um, you sent me the message yesterday with what he wrote about it in his new book. About he wanted that. to work a program with you, thinking WrestleMania, you to take her. They had already, and I've talked about all this time and time before, why I feel everything happened the way that it did. Um, but it was, I was not in a position where I could say, I'm not going to do this because I'm being, I'm brand new and I was being inter- introduced into this main event role and, and it's they want to see if you could perform at that level and I had to trust the process at that point and and just and that's not to say that I to me I don't know what a better alternative was on it the match if he was going over the entire time well at least that's kind of an out it's an out yeah it's an out and, and they had me destroying the referee and they're giving me the moment at the end of the night on top of the cage which did send the crowd home happy but it kind of started that process of beating the unbeatable where then we just saw the the unbeatable be beaten for seven months, and, but still somehow remained very popular during that period. But it was uh, so it was know. tough. It was really really tough. And it was and again just to kind of this question brings up stuff. I remember during that point, it was never Ryback never has we never want you wrestling. Um, over 10 minutes, you are, you destroy people and, and this and that, and, or you never wrestle over six minutes. And, and we'd kept that formula, but then you're putting me against punk and then, well, we need you to do 16 in the cage. Well, you just said, you don't want me ever doing more than, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The whole thing was just so fucked up from letting this natural thing play out and just keep working the way that it was. And then you're taking, just putting, making me another guy, wrestling this other guy's style, rather than staying and protecting all your investments across the board. And I, I just, when Cena went down with the injury, I just, it was, I was, it's cool, you're getting a main event opportunity, you're getting better money, so you focus on the positives during that, but it felt really, really wrong from a creative standpoint with all of that. And, and it feels good to see you being in the building and, and hearing others, because I, I, 
heard moments like that multiple times throughout my career, and it's really tough as a performer, but uh, I'm thankful at the same time because it motivated me to drive me to do these other things that I've had success in because of moments like that. So, All right. Yeah. Anyone else? All right. Move on, big guy. Let's close do that. Out. I think we're going to close out here with our, our tips of the week this week. Tips of the week. Yay. As always with everybody and and I always do my match of the week and hopefully we get it up soon because I want everyone to see it um, especially people that hate me is Ryback versus AR Fox is uh, my such match. a humble big guy nope I because okay. AR Fox has a hell of a performance and I want everybody to see him he needs to be given a chance too he I what think, I think Fox needs to be given a chance I absolutely he should be in WWE yeah 100% it's uh the guy beyond being ex- extremely talented uh he, he's you could just tell talking to a guy like he's a good human being yeah and uh and everybody i've talked to who i'm friends with like how did he like working he's a hell of a guy right and like uh, and i know outside things people go well well he can't be here for this reason and it's 2017 like, who cares you know nobody he he should be in wwe and i know he's under contract i think right now and whatnot um but he should be given the chance at some point in his he's only i think he just turned 30 and uh, he should be given an opportunity because the guy, uh, he's good. Yeah, he'll be worth the investment. Quote of the week this week, be yourself. No one can say you're doing it wrong. Charles M. Schultz. And uh, I just, I think that's, I, I try to, big on quotes, as you know. I think that's, uh, nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong. I think he nailed the nail on the head with that one. My book of the week, The Amazon Sales Formula by Mar- Michael D. Marini. Uh, Again, I try to read books that can directly help me and, and would feed me more nutrition and, and being on Amazon. It is, it is a process and it's learning with advertising and things. And there's a lot of people out there that, are, that, that want to be, I'm big on that entrepreneur mindset and being our own bosses. And, um, and Amazon is a very complicated thing. There's a lot of competition and you need to have all, all your ducks in a row on there. And if you are uh, interested in Amazon or, or are an Amazon seller, I highly recommend that book. Nutrition tip of the week. In New York, you're big on this. If you have these in your area, Muscle Maker Grill, I think, is the best place for healthy food. Hmm. Would you agree with that? I think so. I mean, they're, they're, there's 150 locations, I think, in, across the states, but to get in there, like. They have a couple in Vegas now, too, and I keep forgetting I got to go to it. Because I usually have them when I'm back here, back east. They, uh, I recommend the Rocky Balboa. <laughs> is that what a. What yeah, a, that's one of the popular wraps, but just given, you know. Uh, avoid the McDonald's. Find your muscle maker. There's, there's all these health food things where people go, ah, but it's delicious. We're finding better ways of eating yeah. that are still, oh man, I enjoy this even more than fast food, which is true with Muscle Maker Grill. I was going to, today, and I went to the hotel breakfast. And I was not pleased with what they had left. And I, so I was like, it's my keto day, which keto is no carb. And I, I typically when I'm home, I can control a little healthier options. But on the road, one of my go-tos for breakfast is the sausage egg McMuffins without the bread, just the egg. So you order the sausage McMuffin, you throw the bread out, and you just eat the meat? Yeah. Egg and meat? But I was thinking, because I talked to you about this before, that when you go to these places and you say no bun or no muffin, what? What? Yeah. It, just just the, the meat. What do you mean, just the meat? Just just the meat, no bread. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> what, yeah. Well, that, they, they really, well, why, why wouldn't you eat the bread? It's just... Okay, give me the fucking bread. Like, and then it, you get to the window and the, 
sir, this is going to be a while. Please pull forward. And like you have to go pull forward. It's like this huge ordeal more times than not. <laughs> There's a psychopath outside. He and want today the I finally am sitting there and it just came to me. I go, why the fuck don't they just have an a la carte menu with like sausage patty, 99 cents, egg, mc, just egg, 99 cents, chicken breast, 99, whatever you're going to charge so that it can just be, I feel like it's 2017 and enough people it would help things out so much because the workers obviously don't know the difference and like when no bread and it's just, but that came to me today and I was like, I'm going to say this on the podcast and hopefully somebody. So you want McDonald's to open up a special. I just want an a la carte menu. Special with big guy menu. Just a, a meat menu, just with no bread, just a la carte. It just, the, they have the buttons on there already. Just put the options because it'll help your business. Keto, oh, I can go get two chicken breasts there or a sausage patty. You know what I mean? Sure. And not deal with the damn headache at the window. But my workout and fitness tip of the week, I told you about this the other day. I'm a big listener uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, I like his little YouTube clips. Sure. And just the little short segments, I can kind of choose what I, what I want to listen to. And um, he always has the MMA guys on there. And, and I really admire the, the MMA training. Because of conditioning. Because I've done it. And it, it is truly, uh, it's a very grueling experience, but it's very pleasurable at the same time. But... It's like wrestling that people don't understand the level of conditioning that goes into wrestling. MMA is a whole other animal too because it's in wrestling if you maybe get a little tired, you you have ways around it. It's by choice. So like if we get tired, we know how to work around that to get it back. MMA, you don't. I guess MMA you can have strategy. You, you, you probably you could say they have different ways, but it, it's at the same time it's a very real fight going on. But you so, could be forced in a situation where it's like, hey. Where you're no. tired, but you're in a position where you can't control it, and yeah. you're trying not to get killed. Where exactly. I've been in matches before, I've been myself or someone else. Like, hey, give me, give me like ten seconds. I just gotta get in my wind back. Yeah, yeah. And like, same thing with the opponents. Like, I can't breathe. You've and done you know to work. I've done that. I've plenty Jesus of times. Christ, I've done that. I'm a little disappointed. In Roll that. under the ring, throw up, get back in the ring again. <laughs> so, but so I was uh, listening to one of these guys on there, and they were talking about. I'm really big on the burpees and different things where you really, really expend a lot of energy um, and just get, you just really push yourself because it makes wrestling way easier. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about treadmill sprints, which I was doing uh, years ago too. But I, I, what I do is I figured, I go, I told you this week, I go, do your burpees and then go do treadmill sprints where you go one minute on an incline at least level four and in sprinting anywhere from seven, eight, nine, ten, and up. I usually do a minute at seven, a minute at eight, a minute at nine, but you go as hard as you can on the incline. And what I do, if I do level seven on a four incline, one minute as hard as I can, hop off, turn the speed down to level three, walk for a minute, back up, bam, do another minute, level eight on a five incline. And you don't have to do a lot of them, anywhere five, six sets, but it will truly, it pushes your conditioning to a whole new level. And it, it, I directly even noticed a better improvement from my last match, just adding those in again. So I think for all the wrestlers out there that tune in and people just interested in being, having better performance, I feel like that if you can, if you're able to do it and you're healthy, doing those treadmill sprints will really, really push, push you and make you a better athlete, I feel like. Because if you, conditioning creates confidence and I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. So all right, very that's cool. all the tips of the week. I want to thank everybody for coming out here today. I want to thank the Now Hear This Podcast Festival, Mid-Roll, Mac Weldon for having us on this lovely stage. Uh, I'd like to thank Cole Cabana, Sam Roberts for being a part of this day. Uh, you can, and also for you guys, and we didn't really, eh, 
If you guys are out here, come to WrestleProOnline.com. We have shows in the New York, New Jersey area. But thank you. I'm Buck Never Stops across all platforms. Thank you guys very much. I am Ryback22 on Twitter, the big guy Ryback22 on Instagram, Ryback247 on Snapchat, and feed me more nutrition as always on Amazon and feedmemore.com. Thank you guys very much. You've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy.